0: Hello, and welcome to the 24 7 podcast on the Medcore Podcast Network. I'm Carrie Stevens, the chief editor of 24 7 Magazine. Today, I'm here with Daniel Dos Santos, head of security research at Scout, a company that recently conducted research looking into the riskiest Internet of Medical Things devices. Daniel, thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you so much, Carrie. My pleasure.
0: We're really happy to have you. And- ForScout recently contributed an article to 24-7 talking about the riskiest medical devices. Can you talk about this study and what y'all found?
1: Yeah, sure. So we looked at a database of close to 19 million devices that we constantly monitor on our uh, customer networks to try to understand really what are the riskiest devices on their networks these days, right? And we divided the findings in um, IT, uh, IoT, Internet of Things, Operational Technology, OT, and Internet of Medical Things, IOMT, right? So we covered really organizations that are in the healthcare domain and in other domains as well, manufacturing, retail, and, and, and many others, uh, to try to understand, you know, what, what are the vulnerabilities that we see, what are the problems, the weaknesses, and how uh, attackers are um, uh, attacking those devices these days
0: one of the things that we read, wrote about in the article was about um, patient monitors being one of the riskiest. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, indeed. So we actually saw uh, kind of two classes of devices in, in the healthcare domain that, that were specifically risky, right? One was the, the patient monitors and the others were basically all or a lot of devices that are related to to imaging diagnostics. So everything that runs DICOM and so on. So in terms of the patient monitors, the issue is that there have been several vulnerabilities uh, uh, recently disclosed that are very critical in in many uh, uh, patient monitors, right? From several manufacturers. And the fact also is that those devices are very hard to patch because they are embedded devices that typically run legacy software and that have a, a long lifespan, right? From 10, 20, 30 years in some cases and they are very 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 popular in, in hospitals and in clinical settings right so th- there's a ratio of sometimes even more than one uh, um, patient monitor per uh, per patient in, in in a hospital so it really is a device that is very popular and that presents risk uh to to these uh organizations um at the same time what we see is that those devices are connected to the same network as devices that are less uh, uh, secured, let's say, or less critical, right? Like you have devices like personal devices, personal mobile devices and things like that. So network segmentation is definitely still a problem. And the fact that those uh, very critical patient monitors are connected to other devices in in, in the same network, you know, presents attack paths and and opportunities for attackers to to leverage those.
0: In the article. They wrote the healthcare attack services service now encompasses IT, OT, Internet of Things, and Internet of Medical Things environments. This that was not always the case. Can you talk about that and how the change has really impacted security, particularly medical device security?
1: Yeah, of course. So it has a lot to do with what I was just discussing, network segmentation, right? The fact is that there are more and more use cases for digitalization in, in, in hospitals, in every business, but of course in in, in clinical settings as well. Where you have to connect uh, results from, you know, laboratory diagnostic machines to um, uh, electronic health records, to the financial information of, of uh, customers, to something that is remotely uh, accessible by a by a patient, um, you know, from their home. So there is there is a huge need for connectivity and a huge uh, integration of different types of devices, different types of technologies in hospital networks these days, and uh, the problem really is when these um, these devices, these networks are not segmented well enough, where you have, as I mentioned before, the patient monitor and maybe a mobile phone or a doctor's workstation on the same network, and the vulnerabilities of one might provide an attack path uh, to the other, right? So, the increasing digitalization increasing use of uh, of digital technology in 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 organizations is something that is definitely uh continuing and it's not uh, we don't we don't see any any end to it right it's just going to increase so what we can do is is mitigate this type of risk by having uh you know segmentation and and devices uh well controlled in their own network so that things don't uh, don't spill over from one type of device to another
0: and the FBI has also joined this conversation and have said that, you know, risk asset management and vulnerability management are necessary to mitigating the risk to medical devices. Can you talk about this and you know why that's monumental that the FBI is getting involved in this issue?
1: Yeah, so um, it, it was very interesting that that notice from the FBI because it came um, almost at the same time as our report. I think it came a little bit before our report, but also at the same time when we were looking at uh, exposed medical devices on the internet or medical systems and pack systems and things like that on the internet. And basically the fact is that there is a sort of a perfect storm in, 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 in uh, healthcare security these days, right? Where you have increased connectivity, you have a growing number of vulnerabilities that are being found by researchers, by the, the, the device manufacturers themselves. Uh, and it's still a problem to patch and to, and to secure those devices, right? So what the FBI was mentioning in that, in that um, uh, private industry notification that they, they sent was exactly the fact that uh, you know, the vulnerabilities are there, they're not going away, they're difficult to patch. So you need to do other things, right? You need, you need to inventory them well, uh, the, the devices well, and you need to know what is vulnerable and you need to decide what to do about it. But the vulnerabilities are there. And they're probably not going away for uh, for some time, right? The, the the number of vulnerabilities is really just increasing as as people do more research and as people find uh, issues on on these devices. So, recently, uh, for instance, um, we were looking into hard coded credentials, hard coded passwords in in medical devices, right? And you still see disclosure of this type of issue. Uh, now in 2022, often for medical devices. And that is something that has been going on for at least a decade, right? If you go back to the uh, to the CISA archives, to the, the ICS cert before that archives, there are uh, discussions about hard-coded credentials in patient monitors, as we discussed before, and other medical devices, uh, dating back more than a decade. So, you know, the situation is not changing in terms of, of the vulnerabilities. We need to do something beyond uh, just, just find the issues, right?
0: yeah and so 24 7 obviously our audience is the biomed the healthcare technology man- management professionals who know this they're ve- they're very aware that medical devices are vulnerable and actually we do um, a salary survey every year and talk about what worries people the most and, and medical device security is always at the top of the list but because our podcast network deals with all different healthcare brands um respiratory sleep even orthodontics. Um, Do you think that the rest of the industry is is aware of the vulnerabilities of medical devices? Or do you think it's more of just a certain segment knows? And how do you think people should spread spread the knowledge that this is a big issue and your medical devices are very vulnerable to cyber attacks?
1: That's a very, very interesting question. I I do believe that indeed, there is more awareness of cybersecurity issues these days, probably in big hospitals, big hospital chains, and so on, but not in you know smaller clinics or people that are dealing with a specific, a certain uh, 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 segment of of the healthcare uh, market, right? And and we do need to to definitely increase awareness and and and, and, and talk about uh, these issues are not affecting only the only the big players, right? So. For instance, if you if you go even to to the ransomware plague, the ransomware epidemics that, that that we see these days, you know a lot of the attacks started with with big players and then they moved down to to smaller um, smaller organizations, right? That were also vulnerable and that also then had to had to pay ransom and so on. So, security and healthcare security is is a problem that is not just for the for the big uh, for the big hospitals. Uh, we need to spread awareness, but we also need to. Uh, discuss the the actual solutions right as, as, as i was talking before i think that uh, uh network segmentation is something that has to be understood by everybody and the fact is that whether you have you know one router with one uh personal phone and one uh medical device or you are a big hospital where you have hundreds of medical devices and hundreds of those of those personal phones the the ideas are more or less similar right Th- those things should not be talking to each other and 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 there should be a you know there should be a uh, some rules governing the, the communication there so that uh, attackers cannot jump from one one thing to the other. Um, similarly, you mentioned asset inventory from the uh, from the FBI notification, right? That's something that yeah, of course it's a much bigger challenge in, 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 in a larger organization. But even in, in in smaller organizations and specific sectors of the market, there are uh, you know devices that you might not be aware that are connected to your network, right? And and, and especially things like consumer IoT these days, right? Like, I don't know, webcams and and all these um, uh, doorbells, uh, electronic doorbells and thermostats and things like that. They might be connected to the same networks as your, as your medical devices. And if you don't have the right type of asset inventory, you don't even know that those devices are on your network in the first place or that they are communicating with your medical devices.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, to go back to the subject of the article that we did, um, on 247.com, it was titled, Can a Patient Monitor Cause a Ransomware Attack? Can you go back to that, that basically a medical device can cause a ransomware attack? And why do you think these bad actors and cyber criminals are targeting medical devices?
1: Yeah, so I I, I think that there are two things, right? One one thing is is a, a medical device uh, Causing or, or starting in a way a, a a ransomware attack or being the entry point, let's put it this way, for a medical uh, for a, a ransomware attack. And the other thing is when a ransomware attack, for whatever reason or, or any sort of cyber attack, uh, uh, affects a a a, a um, medical device uh, as kind of the impact part of the attack, right? Not as an entry point. So we need to to divide this this uh, two issues. So the second issue where the, the impact happens on a medical device is becoming more and more and more common these days, right? And and it's often the case that these attacks are actually spilling over from from IT devices, from the doctors' workstations or or, or the servers, you know, that host financial information, health records, and so on, to uh, medical devices because of the issues I, I, I've been mentioning with network segmentation. Because uh, many medical devices still run uh, you know legacy uh, systems and uh, and and are. Connected and these things might just be might just be uh, you know spreading uh, there on the network. Um, so this is something that is becoming much much more common, and and we def- definitely need to to pay attention. There are several uh, examples of of uh, you know healthcare uh, and, and patient care being being uh, either delayed or cancelled, or, or or you know a big impact on on, on healthcare delivery uh, because of ransomware attacks. On the other side. Um, a medical device uh, actually being the entry point for a ransomware attack is something that is is, is much more rare, but it's something that we should uh, open our eyes to in the sense that, uh, as I mentioned before, one of the uh, other studies that we were doing recently was about exposed medical systems and medical devices on, on the internet, right? And you, you would think that, yeah, you, you wouldn't find many uh, uh, medical devices exposed online. Well, there are many, many things still exposed, right? So it's often the case uh, 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 one of the the risky uh, types of devices that we saw on the on the on the, on the report was um, everything that is connected to DICOM and to and to to imaging diagnostics, right? So it's not the case that you may see a CT scanner directly connected on the internet, but you will see some systems that are connected to that CT scanner, some pack systems that will then be exposed, right? And those may provide an entry point to ransomware. At the same time, if uh, you know, uh, organizations don't pay enough attention and for whatever reason there is a, a, a medical device that is exposed online, it could provide an, an entry point for, uh, for ransomware, uh, it, whether that is a patient monitor, right, as is as, as in the title of the article, or a a, uh, a, a imaging uh, uh, workstation or, or a CT scanner or something like that that I mentioned before. So there is a possibility, you know, it, it all um, depends on how networks are configured and how uh how much attention is being paid to to the devices and to how they are connected um internally but there is definitely a possibility for that
0: great and as a last question you're obviously in the security sphere so to you you have a lot more knowledge than the average listener but can you talk like this is your boiler what would you like to tell the listeners the medcore podcast network about cybersecurity, particularly as it relates to medical devices
1: Yeah. yeah so i I think the first thing is that we need to be aware that cybersecurity is an issue that is now, it it should really be top of mind for for everybody who is dealing with connected devices, right? Whether you're a a practitioner uh, at at a clinical setting or whether you are the CISO of a hospital or whether you are a a doctor or a nurse, or you need to think that uh, those devices are connected to other devices that in turn, at some point we'll have a connection outside and that people can somehow make money uh, or cause you know disruption cause destruction uh by leveraging those devices right and the fact is you need everybody has a role to play right from from device manufacturers to the people configuring those devices to the people using those devices so Everybody can think of what they can do to improve uh, cybersecurity, right? Again, if you're just using a device, maybe you have a password that you shouldn't be sharing with other people. Or maybe when you are leaving the room, you should lock the screen of the device so that somebody cannot physically come in and, and use that device for an attack, right? And if you are, uh, you know, configuring the, 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 the network where those devices sit, you have to be thinking about cybersecurity as a very important element. So it's not just connectivity and enabling the use cases that you need to enable, but you need to enable cybersecurity uh, um, uh, also on that network. So I believe that really thinking about the role that you can play in, in, in a big chain of, of events and a big uh, line of people that, that are helping to protect uh, you know, clinical environments is, is a, a message that I would like to leave.
0: Thank you. Well, Daniel, this has been so informative. Thank you so much for joining me today. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us as well. As always, be sure to subscribe to the Medcore Podcast Network to keep up with the latest 24-7 podcast episodes. And be sure to check out 24x7mag.com for the latest industry news. Until next time, take care. Thank you.